everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from still very hot Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, uh, we're going to sort of loop back to something that we missed, which was um, the stabbing of Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Uh, And we kind of want to talk about uh, blasphemy and some issues of how that relates to freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. uh, And I want to talk a lot about uh, the place where he was stabbed, which I have a deep personal connection to. Oh. No, well, all right. to, I won't talk a lot a lot about it, but Chautauqua is a place that I've that I, that I've spent some time. Anyway, oh, okay. Well, we will get to that. Yes, um, indeed. In the meantime, uh, we have uh, some there. There were some things that happened this week that we need to talk about. Dan, <laughs> as is our job. <laughs> it's like kind of the thing that we do. So yeah, we should do that. Uh, first up, a school district in Dallas is uh or in the dallas area the dallas fort worth metroplex as it were yeah it's a a hell of a metroplex (laughs) it's so much of it there's just so much of it uh let's see so i guess texas recently uh there's a new law um that requires public schools to hang posters that say in god we trust if someone donates sure a poster to to the school or the school district or whatever. And so um, this is, you know, it's we're, we're constantly up against this whole thing because it's the stupid uh, motto, the national motto of these United States uh, in God, we trust. Um, Didn't used to be. No, I don't know. Um, However, it is uh, something that Christian nationalists are just so proud of. And, uh, and so, but others who find this a little, um, a little too Christian nationally, right? Yeah. Um, they came up with the idea that, uh, well, maybe we should put up posters or donate some posters where in God we trust is written out in Arabic. Yeah. Um, and which is uh, delightful. <clears throat> And others where, uh, and sometimes the same one, where it's both in Arabic and with lots of little rainbows, um, in order just to, you know, hey, this, this, I'm donating this. Right. This meets the requirements. Because the way the law works. You're supposed to hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. The way the law works is that when a school gets a a poster donated that meets the criteria, they are required to put it up. Exactly. Conspicuously. Yeah. In a conspicuous place. And even though the, uh, well, and the, uh, the, 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 the new law uh, does not mention any sort of limit, right? Like, if it's donated, it has to be hung up. That's basically how it's written. They don't say, and once one has been donated, oh, really? no I others. It, I thought it did say that. No, the statute does not mention a limit. Okay. And so these, uh, these groups that, so now there's this school district, right? Uh, specifically the South Lake school district that, uh, which is the one that I mentioned in, in the Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area. They have rejected these posters in Arabic yeah. and because they're like, well, we, we have enough. We, we already have our posters. We have enough, uh, to put up one in all the schools. Thanks to Patriot mobile, uh, Christian wireless provider. <laughs> Uh, let that one sink in. 
Oh my um, god. That donated a bunch of, you know, just in English, in uh, all capital letters, displayed in white on a blue background above an American flag, and it says, In God We Trust. Right. Right. So we're full up here. We're done. Right. Yeah. And these, these, these parents and you know people who are are essentially protesting this are like uh, no no we want we, ours up too because that's right. how the law is written uh, and so they're fighting. Um, there's also a group down in Florida that is raising money on um, uh, GoFundMe. They've raised more than forty thousand dollars to donate signs to Texas schools in Arabic, Hindi, and Klingon. Sure, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly nerds. So this is this is something to watch and to uh, um, pay attention to. Love it. And you know, like the Christian nationalists. This this is a sneaky one, right? Yeah. This 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 uh, in God we trust thing. It, it's been around. I mean, you say it hasn't always been, and it hasn't always been, but it has been around for quite some time now. And so there's yeah. just this sense of. Well, yeah, it's it's just what it is, right? Yeah, that's and, just our national motto. Yeah. Since the 50s. Right. When, since the Cold War, since <laughs> when we were trying to differentiate ourselves from those godless commies. Yeah. And now it's 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 just a tool of of extremism, right? Yeah. Like it's we need to do something about it. I don't know. When that I just I love that we are different that we itself. were differentiating differentiating ourselves from the godless commies by aligning ourselves basically with uh how the uh Nazis were which I mean, which is just which is to say yeah fascism nationalism christian nationalism etc not communism though but it's definitely not communism that's what's so important we are winning <laughs> a good thing well, I am going to take us uh, to Boston, where I, I, we've talked a little bit about this. Uh, there, there is, uh, there's been a bit of a, a, a ballyhoo, a bit mm. of a dust up, no. um, because the Satanic Temple has attempted on numerous occasions to, uh, to get themselves invited to give the invocation at the Boston City Council. Mm. Uh, they shouldn't have an invocation. We've talked plenty about that, but they do for all of their city council meetings. And strangely, it always, it, it's usually, obviously, a Christian pastor. Every now and then, it's a, a rabbi or an imam. Mm -hmm. But uh, between the years of 2011 and 2017, of the 233 invocations given, uh, none of them were given by anything other than an Abrahamic religion. Oh, wow. So, okay. No, no Wiccans, no pagans, uh, no Native American tribes, uh, and definitely no Satanists. <laughs> so the Satanic Temple has tried twice to, uh, to, get them one of their members to deliver an invocation. Uh, and the council has just not invited them, which uh, they're very clear. It's an invitation only thing, <clears throat> but they're also very clear that it's totally uh, everybody's welcome. It's definitely not a, 
you know, a discriminatory practice at all. Well, it turns out that not only is it definitely a discriminatory practice, um, but there was a stipend that was given out to each of the the, the clergy members to <laughs> pray. What? They were getting paid to pray. What? And Why? Uh, what? And and it was almost always just somebody that one of the uh, council members knew. Oh, just a buddy, just a whatever. My gross. And, oh, that, uh, and I don't like that at all. No. Like that, no, that took so, something that was distasteful and uh and forced a bunch of taxpayers to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So we know this because uh Satanic Temple is suing and uh mm, and they good. have a deposition from uh from one a, a person who works for the city council. Uh <laughs> oh, okay. So there, anyway, the, this lawsuit's going forward. Um, and yeah, I think it's useful, if nothing else, just to get these depositions, just to get uh, people on the record talking about how the system works and having to admit that like, yeah, people, oh, but here's the interesting part. The second uh, that the Satanic Temple started pushing for this, the stipend stopped, according to this deposition. Oh. <sighs> Meaning they definitely wanted to pay their friends, but did not want to pay Satanists. So, so just in case, if the Satanists made their way in or through or whatever. If they found a way. Yeah. That they were like, well, you're not going to get paid. Because that's clearly all you really want. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you heard about the cushy stipend that we pay. Yeah. For, for one three minute prayer how much was it Did this... i don't know we we don't know how much it was uh gotta be a couple hundred bucks right at least Otherwise, what's the point at least probably yeah a few probably a few hundred dollars wow that's just a guess though could be 2500 i don't know just you know to pay for your transportation to yeah City Hall. And, and and uh maybe a nice know, meal co- cover how how christiany you are <laughs> The real question would be, did everybody get the same amount? Mm. Did the Muslim get the same amount as the Catholic priest? Because uh Well, I mean, some people are more in demand. Like if you want the heavy, you know, hitter, <laughs> right? Um, if you want the person who's gonna get the the butts in the seats. That's right. At the city council Which, meeting. That's definitely the goal. Get more people to the city council meeting. That is definitely not the goal. Like, (laughs) I know the door is open and you can go in and look and they probably even like, you know, have a video recording of it. But But, they would probably would rather you just don't bother. Yeah. They don't want anybody (laughs) watching. Are you kidding? (laughs) All right. Um, Well, back here in Utah, Dan. Yeah. Um, and this kind of came up last week on the show, uh, or something adjacent to this came up on the show. Last week we mentioned there's a couple of state legislators, uh, that are trying to make, uh, make it required for clergy to report to police whenever somebody, uh, confesses to having abused a child. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well on this same topic, uh, another uh, state Senator, uh, Keith Grover, Republican of Provo, Utah. That's those, those are chilling phrases that you just uttered in the same <laughs> breath. 
Republican of Provo is is basically like saying, you know, proponent of uh the hand, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> well, then you are ab- about to be surprised, Dan. Oh! Um, he wants and has uh, started the process of uh, introducing a bill for this next session, which starts in January. He wants uh, government-mandated background checks for church leaders and volunteers who work with young people. Oh. He wants it mandated by the state. He His background is as an educator. And he Ah. also is a licensed real estate agent, both of which required him to pass a background check. One, one works with kids. The other one is, you know, just helping people buy and sell their, you know, their, their home, but both require this, this level of scrutiny. Um, And I can speak to the fact of when I worked at an after school program, I was required to buy that organization to, have a background check. It's just yeah. prudent, right? Like this is just something that is done. When I was a man, even if, even if you didn't believe in it and you just did it to assuage the fears of parents, yeah, that's a good idea. It's just a good idea. The, the LDS Church, that's the Church. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry for calling it the LDS Church. It's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. It's um, the Mormons. God damn it. <laughs> Um, they, uh, the, the, the media, uh, the Tribune, the Salt Lake Tribune sought a a comment from them about where Mm. they they stand. And they, they said that they were unprepared, uh, to give any sort of, uh, um, statement at the time. Uh, they said, quote, we don't have anything to offer you as a response. (laughs) That's because right now there is like furious and panicked like mad scramble trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. There are people on both sides high up in the church Yeah, and they are screaming at each other. Yeah. Because they're not good on this issue. No, they're terrible. And they've just gotten so much bad press about it. Yeah. Like internationally. Yeah. When the Catholic diocese of Salt Lake, uh, was approached by the tribune, uh, they were like, for us, uh, an additional state law would be unnecessary. Because they already require their clergy to go through background checks, right? I'd still like the law, thank you very much. <laughs> no, I know, but they're, <laughs> but they're saying we're already good on this. Like you, yeah, I know. like we're fine. Um, we haven't seen the wording of the bill. I think is what they go on to say, so that we don't know how this might infringe upon freedom of religion, right? Because that's going to be the 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 argument against this bill. When the the this state senator was asked. Uh, what he, because he's, he is a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, um, he said that he is not concerned about what the church thinks. I don't want their opinion. He said, good. If we get it to committee, they can come in and opine. (laughs) I like it. Right. Who is this guy? I told you. His his name is Keith Grover. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't, I, this is amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, um, you know, I mean, this is a this is an interesting issue right now because, you know, QAnon, right? Thanks, QAnon. Mm. Their whole thing was about child abuse, right? Yeah, child grooming and child yeah. molestation and, and so pedophilia. It, it got like the like it just you know the whole save our children thing and like like it just hit this like fever pitch with them, right? 
And so the, the right right now in this country seems to be on patrol on this issue, right? Well, they're not actually like looking for pedophiles. They're just <laughs> throwing wild accusations uh, at the political left. Yeah, uh, about well, it. Well, that that's what like the the whole QAnon stuff is doing. But so, but it paints them into a corner of like having to actually pretend like they care about it at least. Oh Jesus, I I think they actually do care. I mean, who doesn't care, right? Right. What it what has happened though is people like this dude who is a reasonable human being, but who's been hearing about all of this abuse and grooming and whatnot, and he clearly must be. I, I mean, who knows? The guy might be some rabid, you know, conservative. Most likely is. He was elected in Provo. But on this issue, he's going through the system, right? And he's, yeah. and he's, and he's spotted a problem that is a real problem, right? There is a lack of oversight and churches um, just like, like it's such, it's such ridiculous bullshit, right? That like, like, again, all of these other situations where you have to have a, a background check to work with kids, right? Which is the right thing. But all you have to do is be a member of a church and they just like grab you and shove you in a room with a bunch of, of children and just like keep them entertained and talk about Jesus. Yeah. Right. And, um, and oh, by the way, there's going to be a camp. There's like this camping trip this, this weekend. Like, is there any way you can like go and take the kids camping? Right. Like, like this is like this. It's absurd. All you have to do is be a member and then you're just trusted. Yeah. And it's like if the churches cannot police themselves and keep the children of their communities safe, then I think this guy is absolutely right. And, and the they need to pass some laws to, to force them. And hopefully they can write it generally enough that they're not pointing directly at religion because as soon as it's, it's going to turn into a freedom of religion thing, which is right. such bullshit. And that's the problem that the LDS church has, which is, and why they don't want to comment on it yet, because how do you oppose this in a way that doesn't make you look like you're protecting pedophiles? Yeah, it's tricky. I, I, it's so funny to me that anyone even would oppose this, but they do. I mean, yes, obviously it's going to cost the church money. Yeah. And the, that poor church with its, oh. I mean, all it's got in reserve is over a hundred billion dollars. So it's like, the how are they even going to afford it? But the, the, you, that's funny, Dan, because there's no way the church is going to pay for it. You'll have to pay for it. That's true. It's if they call you to be a bishop, you have to, oh, and you ha go down to, you know, fill out this form, pay the $20. Yeah. So that or we can somehow the church bishop. will make it so that it, the taxpayers pay for it. But just for their <laughs> church, not for all the churches. Right. Oh my god. You know, it's so it, you know, here's the problem with church. I was just going to mention cuz one of the stories that I chose not to do this week was a mm -hmm. story about a Mormon guy who was who was just he's just a Mormon guy. He's just a member of the ward. Uh but somehow a bunch of parents in his uh, in his ward, in his parish, essentially, mm -hmm. trusted him enough that they allowed him to host a sleepover. He has no kids. What? They allowed him to host a, a, a sleepover with their children. And guess what? He molested them. 
or at oh least one of them. Oh my god. He was a what's called a primary teacher. So he had a relationship yeah. with these children. That's the uh, children's that's, that's like Sunday school for kids. Right. Primary. They call it primary. Right. Yeah. And uh and this is the problem is that the when people are in a religion with each other, there is a heightened level of automatic trust given. Yeah. Uh, and especially to a leader, but even not, even when it's not a leader, uh, they just feel like, oh, well, we're all, we all believe in Jesus the same way. So we're, so we're all trustworthy mm -hmm. and it's just not true. Right. And people lose their, uh, their common sense about it. So yeah, I, you have to mandate it by law. Yeah. When you say that the Catholic church is like, we're good. No, you're not good. <laughs> But that's Until we tell you exactly how you have to do this, right. I don't trust you at all. Well, the thing about the Catholic Church is, <laughs> yeah, but why are you good on this? Right. <laughs> because well, yeah. you got caught over and over and over. And, and so many dioceses are losing property left, right, and center. And yeah. you've had to pay out huge amounts of money to victims. Yeah. And even then I don't trust you. Well, even, even though the, you sure, you know what I mean? Sure. But you didn't just come up with this idea on your own. You didn't just be like, Oh, you know what we should do. Right. Because yeah. there might be predators in our midst midst. No, you, you, you had legal problems and now you're, you're covering your ass. Right. Right. That's why you're good on it. Yeah. You All right. Well, speaking of the Catholic church, I'm going to take us to a place called the Vatican City, the Holy See, the state within a state, uh, yes. where, I don't know if you know this, that's where the, the Catholic Church is headquartered. You may oh, is that, that what it is? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. That makes more is, sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had talked about it a lot. You just didn't Cause, know. Because it's pretty Catholic. It's very Catholic. They've got a lot of shit there. <laughs> Um, I, here's the thing. So they recently, so, so the, at the Vatican, there was recently a, uh, a big coming together of cardinals and this was to discuss, uh, they were gathering in a consistory, consistory. I don't know how to, how you say these things. <laughs> um, it was convened by Pope Francis to, uh, to discuss, uh, some changes that he made to his, uh, Predicate Evangelium. Oh, uh, that's oh preach I, the gospel. Mm -hmm. That, among other things, allowed uh, lay people and in, that includes lay ladies, women folk, oh, yeah. to have some leadership roles at the Vatican. Oh. Now, uh, that's an interesting thing, and there has been objection. Among the uh, the clergy, the menfolk oh, no. of the church, and this was a meeting to to discuss all of that stuff. And guess who wasn't decidedly at the meeting? The people with uteruses. <laughs> there were no women folk at all. Uh, there were, however, some women who decided to show up and uh, and make their voices heard, or at <gasps> least make themselves seen. No. Um, this was women associated with a group called Women's Ordination Worldwide. Oh, good for uh, them. So they're, they're, they're shooting for full-on ordination, not just inclusion. Um, 
They showed up wearing red with red parasols that had uh, slogans written on them. Things like sexism is a cardinal sin. Did it? Oh, that's clever. Uh, and, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, there were only seven of these women. (laughs) It was not a big showing, but that was enough to get the police out there. No, because if there's one thing that men in power don't like, it's having to deal with uppity women folk. So (sighs) they, uh, the first, the, the police cordoned them off in it with like, I think like wooden barriers. They were still visible. They just have like four little barriers right around. Yeah, them. exactly. Like, it's such, it's such a small group. <clears throat> I think they must have been American. They were, they have like English names and stuff. Anyway, oh, okay. they could have been English, I suppose. <laughs> um, anyway, the, yeah. So they, so first they cordoned them off, and then they fucking arrested them. No, were they, <laughs> they were they them. on Vatican grounds? Yes. Okay. Well, no, they were. I think they were in a, a place that the public can be. Well, like St. Peter's Square, in full view of where the cardinals would be walking. Oh yeah. Time. Oh, that's bad. And uh, you can't and have a bunch of lay ladies out there protesting. Just, just uh, yeah, holding parasols violently. <laughs> so, so they, uh, yeah, they got arrested. They were taken to an Italian jail and oh, and held for like an hour or something like that. But all in all, but I mean, it was obviously just these, uh, uppity, uh, cardinals got their panties in a twist about seeing someone telling them what to do. How dare they? Yeah. I know lady people telling them what they shouldn't, shouldn't be thinking about. So, uh, that's fun. (laughs) Gotta love it. Apparently there was a cardinal that actually came over and, briefly spoke to the ladies but did not say anything to the police like this is okay you can probably let them be there are only seven of them and they don't seem violent they're not doing anything (laughs) except like you know handing out pamphlets that say maybe women are humans too and should be part of an organization that has that makes a lot of decisions about women's lives all right Dan, yeah. my stories today uh, seems to be, my theme today is, surprise, Here, this one is the story, uh, the, the National Association of Evangelicals has issued a sweeping report, Dan. Okay. What do you think this topic of the report could possibly be that is so shocking to me? Uh, sweeping report. I mean... I, I really, I, I, I would hesitate to even say like, normally I would say we've had a lot of, of these groups coming out with like reports about their own, you know, sexual abuse mm-hmm. in their ranks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I'll say gay, gay clergy. Um, that would be shocking. I agree. Uh, however, not the topic of this report, okay. uh, climate change oh. and their argument for evangelicals to start uh, engaging in biblical-based uh, environmental activism. <laughs> um, right? Just shut up. 
No, it's I, not biblical. Just, just no, no, just, no, no, no. They just they, care about the environment. They, you don't need the Bible involved. But they do, Dan. They yeah. they include it. Um, they say this. This is choice. This is in the introduction to the report. It says creation, although groaning under the fall, is still intended to bless us. However. For too many in this world, the beach isn't about sunscreen and body surfing, but is a daily reminder of rising tides and failed fishing. <laughs> Inst- failed fishing. Failed fishing. Won't it- someone think of the fishing? <laughs> well, what's happened to the fishing? If you subside on fish, yeah, caught in your community, uh, maybe uh, yeah, the, yeah, f- fishing stocks just- failing is probably pretty important to you. Um, and then, uh, instead of a gulp of fresh air from a lush forest, too many children take a deep breath only to gasp with the toxic air that has irritated their lungs. <laughs> the writing wow. is also really good. Um, yeah. let's see the, t- the title of the report. It's 50 page report, Dan, on the topic. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's titled, uh, loving the least of these addressing a changing environment. Um, it says the Bible does not tell us anything directly about how to evaluate scientific reports or how to respond <laughs> to a changing environment, <laughs> but it does give, you know what that line is? What? That line is leaving a space open for the people who don't want to believe in science. Yeah, exactly. No, the, the, the way that they tackle this topic is tailor-made for their community they know their community they know the arguments that are going to work or that have some chance of working (laughs) because the anti uh environmental stance that is entrenched in the evangelical movement these days is it is shocking um they the article actually references you know um franklin graham uh oh good you know and his his rantings on, you know, how, you know, it's not human caused and so forth and so on. Uh, but oh, wow. So they address that. Uh, the article does not the report. Oh, uh, the right. report doesn't go after anybody. It's just trying to lay out sort of an evangelical argument uh, for why we should care for the environment. Uh, right. Or why they should care for the environment. We already do. We don't we don't need to be brought around on this. Um, but anyway, true. the report continues about the Bible. Uh, it says, but it does give us several helpful principles. Care for creation, love our neighbors, and witness to the world. Right? Um, okay. They quote Genesis. God then took uh, the man and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. Matthew, love your neighbor as yourself. Deuteronomy, give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Uh, we worship God, the report says, by caring for creation. Okay. Um, and then it does go th- it does outline some basic science about climate change, but it doesn't dwell on it. Right, because you, you, that would be suicide. <laughs> and let's see, what's the, the other part here that I wanted to... Oh, yeah. So the, the, their, their idea is that even beyond the biblical argument that what they really want to, to impress upon the evangelical community is that climate change affects people in this world negatively. 
right? <laughs> and that there are people with no resources in developing parts of the world that are going to be displaced or, you know, are going to, they're going to be living through drought or, you know, famine, whatever. And so sure. this, so because the evangelicals like to think of themselves as people who go out and, uh, you know, do disaster relief and right. uh, work on like, issues of food availability and education and whatnot, that they're trying to add into this care for the environment. They're trying to, to make an argument for environmentalism and climate change that, okay. th that they can connect to, right? Because, right? because we have wasted so much time on the issue globally, humanity has, we are facing you know, th th this last year, last few years, it has become undeniable, right? That something is wrong. It, it better, right. it better be undeniable. It doesn't feel like it is. It feels like they're happy to deny it all they want. But, but yeah, I guess if you're listening, living in Jackson, Mississippi right now, yeah, somebody's going, uh, maybe, maybe there's something to this shit. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that that's where they, I think that's where they're at, right? Like, and, and they're golly, you know, like these people, the, the, who actually have some chance who, who clearly understand it and they've been at the top of the evangelical movement and they've probably understood, in, you know, climate change as a, as a concept, right. a human, human caused, you know, climate change. Right. They've probably understood it for quite some time and they've probably been working on this and waiting for a moment when it's undeniable. Right. And I think we're, we're, we're like right there. So they're getting this out to their people. I, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. But thank God somebody with some influence in that community is trying to shift the discussion within that community because we need them. We need them on board with, with, <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> Going about changing our awful ways. Right. Yeah. We need to be adopting. Well, I don't need to explain it to our listeners. But yeah. Like, yeah. but you know, they need to get on board with it. And uh and we need them. Yeah, so, I'm 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 all about it. Yeah. I think that's great. So that's where I am. Okay, so good for them. That's amazing. <laughs> uh I'll I'll take any small steps forward we can get i'm sure the the last the backlash will be extreme there will be extreme black backlash um but there will also let's say they do come around there's going to be so much stupid and awful patting the, of themselves on the back about how they've been here all along right right that right. they will not admit and we don't need them to admit that they were ever wrong on the issue right right no of course they not. will find a way that they were always right on the issue and that yep. that's fine. We just need to welcome them and say, okay, great. <laughs> let's work together because yep. they'll be insufferable because that's oh, also yeah. what they do. Right. Oh yeah. So that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to close off with a, a story about, well, okay. So this is the United States of America. And uh, for those of you from foreign lands, you know that we have this fun thing called, Mass shootings mm. that we just get to uh, know about that, that just happen here. 
Uh, nobody does anything about them, uh, but they're here. Uh, and so uh, it's part of our lives. Children have to deal with active shooter drills here. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just, it's just a fun thing. It's just kind of a quirky thing of our country. And it's not just children that have to deal with this. So some organizations have decided to try to uh, keep themselves safe by having, uh, by trying to train and prepare. Mm -hmm. And one such organization was the Omaha Catholic Charities, mm. which they decided that they were going to prep for this. And the way that they did that was by hiring a dude named John Channels. Mm -hmm. um, who they were assured was uh, very qualified to help them out. <laughs> okay. I, I want you to imagine, if you will, you work at a Catholic charity place. Okay. You are some administrator or something on a normal day at the office. And suddenly from outside, you hear gunshots and then screaming. And then uh, maybe you see someone lying on the ground in the in a pool of their own blood. <laughs> oh, no. That's how this guy decided to do a preparedness <laughs> training. <laughs> Literally hired actors to be to be victims, told no one <laughs> that this was going to happen, including police and like 911. <laughs> so... <laughs> An entire office full of people and neighboring offices full of people went into full-on panic mode. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. Just uh, astounding. They, this guy was So there were, like, squibs? Was there, like, fake blood flying? I don't know if it was flying, but there were, there were definitely people, like, lying in pools of fake blood. Oh, God. People were screaming shouting run one lady apparently jumped out of a like jumped oh. out of a window ran tried ran across some grass tried to get into a dumpster and missed and just curled into a ball oh my god so you know things are going great <laughs> it literally I'll, like if you had, is, if you had written this script and put danny mcbride in the role right, right? like it would have like you couldn't have, you like, you never. <laughs> Except that this was amazing. Like, this was actually far more frightening than yeah. what Danny McBride would have done. Yeah. People are, you know, people are going to be genuinely and oh. uh, permanently yeah. traumatized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's PTSD that's been caused by this. Oh, and this, my God. Yeah. So that's. That's how we're doing here. How are, how are you guys in your countries? Oh, what uh, adult? Well, and also like Catholic charity. I, you know, it's funny because I was going to say, like one of my first reactions was, yeah, but you're a Christian thing. So you're not going to be the target because all of the active shooters in this country are Christians, uh, uh, which is largely true. Except that they do target other Christian denominations yeah. that are just their wrong kind of Christian. Either they're black or they're, you know, just 
the wrong denomination or whatever, or that, you know, God told them that this is the, the, that's the bad church and yours is the good church or whatever. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like sadly, uh, with the state of things in this country, I don't think that the idea of we should have some sort of emergency plan and we need to be prepared if this happened, I think that's, that's what any, you know, responsible organization is actually doing right. Like I actually think you you need, you kind of, yeah, you probably should be doing this, but this guy had, had, had he ever like, are there details about like that? He ever done a preparedness training like this before? Like he had uh, the, the Omaha Catholic charities uh, says that, that he came based on recommendations from respected sources but that they say they say he clearly misrepresented himself and his qualification. Yeah, no kidding. That may be them just saying that to get out of their own responsibility because oh they agreed to this. He they're saying that he he presented a plan and then didn't do the whole plan, but they agreed to something happening to without some sort their, of drill. Yeah. Without their employees' knowledge, which I got to say, in the middle of the United States of America to Pull out a gun, fake or not, and start shooting. I'm shocked he's not dead. That, yeah. I am shocked that there wasn't someone else in the building who was like, now's my time. Yeah. How did he not, how did he not see that as a risk? Right. right, To him. And the police don't know that he's doing this. So they could come in. Like, literally, you do not want to have a gun when the police show up. (laughs) My God. So there you go. That's that's how things are going here in the United States. Uh, he probably ran a hell house somewhere, right? Yeah. And like, well, <laughs> it turns out he has also uh, separately uh, been charged with sexual assault. So, oh Jesus. Okay, so he's just he's a mess. He yeah, uh, he's okay. he's he's not a good person. And if you see his picture, you know better than to us to hire this guy for anything. <laughs> like this guy. You definitely don't hire this guy to do your your you know active shooter training for sure. <laughs> but there you go. They did. Oh boy, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, friends, if you have anything you'd like to say about this or any of our uh, topics this week, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424. 424- 666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Uh, well, Frank, we talked earlier about the Satanic Temple. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I, we reported a long time ago, the Satanic Temple, temple started to do... Uh, their after school program. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. After school Satan, which is adorable. <laughs> and if you look at the curriculum that is provided, uh, it's great. Mm, right. It's actually super uh, healthy and happy and good for kids. But of course, their whole g- deal is make the Christian people freak out about something that's good. Right. Uh, make well, them yeah. freak out. Because it's got the word Satan involved. Well, and it's 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 a there's school districts that have absolutely no problem with um, after school Jesus programs, 
Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's the point is like put out something that will freak Christian parents out so much that maybe they'll be like, we'll just cancel all of them then. We'll yeah. just have a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but so this is a, a guy named Dalton Clodfelter, which <laughs> okay. That can't be a real name. And he looks like if you had central casting send out some doofus for the role of a guy named Dalton Clodfelter, <laughs> this is the guy that they would send out. He looks like he's he looks like a jerk bully at a at a boarding school. All right, uh, okay. And anyway, apparently he has some sort of YouTube show, and this is what he has to say. Um about the uh, after school Satan clubs, which I'm sorry, you're way behind if you're if you're still talking about that. But here's what he, he he dredged it up, and this is what he had to say. You see, I don't believe that all religions are equal. I don't necessarily believe that you should be able to serve public office if you are not Christian. I think if you are a Satan worshiper, if you are an atheist. If you are a Jew, if you are a Muslim, your interests do not equate the interests of the American people. You do not represent this country. This country was built on the backs of hardworking Christian men. And what you are doing is simply an attack on faith. I believe that we are going to take this country back and I believe that we are going to win. And when we do win, we will lock up the satanic temple guy, Lucian Greaves or whatever his name is. We will lock him up for attempting to indoctrinate children because his plan is to destroy this nation's morality. That is an act of terrorism and an act of treason. Anyone who decided to indoctrinate a child into their false religion should be locked away forever for treason and domestic terrorism because they are destroying this nation from the inside. Well, Frank, Dan, that's a, a dangerous ending for him there. Yeah, he's um, playing. He's playing with fire on that one. Cause, uh, I would argue. <laughs> yeah. That you and many of, I think probably a majority of the people listening to our voices right now. Mm -hmm. His is argue, a false religion. I don't yeah. necessarily, I don't agree with the consequence. But if that's what you're calling for, boy, better... we can demonstrate the falseness of your own religion. <laughs> I know you want to indoctrinate kids into it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, ooh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's cute, isn't it? This country was built on the <sighs> backs of Christian men. Really? Oh, Lord. I mean, I suppose that the enslaved men who actually built men and women who actually built this uh this country would eventually adopted were forced into adopting christianity so there you go wow all right well we had some folks write into us and call into us uh so let's get to that um so uh you know we you'll recall that last week we talked about a a a Bible burning, a book burning where a bunch of Christians burned other versions of the Bible than the, uh, than the King James wild, wild which stuff. Is yeah. Crazy. Uh, Rob wrote in to say, Hey, Frank and Dan. Okay. So yeah, 
Christians burning Bibles strikes me as absolutely wild. But you guys asked about book burning here in the U.S. In modern times, it's largely folks burning stuff from their homes, which, as Dan pointed out, is silly. Uh, but the only harm done is to the air, and really we have big, bigger problems there. Dan's right. Burn the books. We can publish more. And with digital distribution, that's easier than uh, at any time in history. Yeah, it's hard to burn a digital book. Um, but I have some concerns. They burn the books because they can't burn the people, but they want to. And if slash when they decide violence is an option, people are going to get hurt. Mm. The, the other thing that kind of worries me is that anonymity in book buying is not really an option anymore. Uh, book hmm. buying. I, sh I should emphasize the buying part because that's the other side of this transaction. Uh, going to the next town over to pay cash at a bookstore isn't as much of an option as it was. And yeah, given Amazon's recent ring shenanigans, uh, I don't trust that Amazon particularly cares about protecting anyone's privacy. Uh, thanks for letting me vent. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting thing. Like, eventually, people... Yeah, people may be monitoring what books you you buy. Hmm. And if this becomes a Christo-fascist state, uh, which hopefully it won't, that, that, that could be a real problem. Hmm. Interesting. So, so don't buy books. Is that what we're hearing here? Is don't... I feel like it's <laughs> just uh, don't support Amazon. Ah. Let's call it that. Okay. I'm going to call it that. All right. Support your local bookstore. Just unless they look at you funny when you bring up a, a Christopher Hitchens book or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, Dan and Frank. This is from uh, Craig and Kirk, who say, We just recently remodeled our kitchen, and with it came a new fridge. My husband and I were going through the manual and came across Sabbath mode. Ooh. We were giggling for several minutes afterwards. Uh, maybe other listeners could explain. We did some Googling. And something about switches came up. But I suppose Yahweh doesn't know that semiconductors have millions of switches in them. <laughs> uh, I've attached a screenshot of the, of the manual selection for your amusement. Supercooling is not kosher. And it does. It, the screenshot has a whole bunch, a whole series of uh, different things that your fridge won't do uh, if, you, if you switch it to Sabbath mode. It won't break the Sabbath on your behalf. Yeah, how weird is that? Yeah, I have always found. Look, the way that uh, that Judaism has embraced a, the strangest possible legalism mm. when it comes to uh, Sabbath and when it comes to a whole bunch of things, mm -hmm. and they just get—they're very funny because uh, they they get really uptight about things you can and can't do, mm -hmm. and then they come up with the weirdest workarounds. Like loopholes mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. It's just so funny. It's like there is no such thing as the as as the spirit of the law in Judaism. It's just if you can find a workaround, then God must have wanted you to figure out that workaround, I guess. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, we had somebody call into us, did we not? Yeah, we did. Um a, a, a listener called in uh, to share a story about a friend of his who's also atheist. So let's have a, yeah. have a listen. Hi, Frank and Dan. My name is Mark. I've called you guys before, and I love your show. I just thought I'd call and 
kind of talk about a, a frustrating scenario. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the, uh, the legendary atheist to alt-right pipeline, and it definitely does exist. I have a friend who I sort of found my way out of religion with, and um, we bonded over our kind of skepticism for a while, and we kind of started learning evolution together and kind of, you know, fallacies and consistencies within the Bible, and it was a great experience. And he moved away for a little while, and we kind of lost contact, but coming back into contact with him, he's uh, started to tell me about some of his right-wing atheist sort of role models, and he started talking about um, some rather extreme positions, and he even said he identifies himself as a uh, what's called a racial realist, he said, um, and that he doesn't see any reason to value diversity and it's an irrational standpoint, and he holds rationality above all else, which I appreciate. I, under, I understand holding rationality above all else, but I, I also think he's wrong and that his positions are irrational and hurtful to society as a whole. It, it, it's just a, uh, a very messy thing to see, though. And I, I hope that as our movement grows, it doesn't also strengthen this sort of reactionary antithesis to our movement, which is, you know, based on skepticism, but also, in my opinion, acceptance and, and love and diversity. It's two very interesting contradictions that arise from the same sort of developmental um, pattern. And um, I would love to know if you guys have heard anything in, in this arena, anything like this happening, but I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Keep doing what you do. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Well, that uh, thanks, Mark. Yeah. Uh, or as as uh, Google thinks your name is Markov. <laughs> Markov. It's so disappointing that people can misuse skepticism mm. that way because skepticism is important. It's deeply important, but it can easily be misused. Um, and and then you end up missing the point of everything. Hmm. I, and there are, you know, look, I, there, uh, there's room under the, uh, the atheist tent for people who disagree about how economies should be run or people who disagree about, you know, the, the, the proper use of government or whatever. Hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no room under our tent. For people who disagree about the humanity of fellow humans. And, uh, and if you can't figure that out, if you can't figure out uh, that every single human is of in, in, intrinsic value, uh, regardless of random stupid uh, things like race or sexual, sexuality or any of those sorts of things, mm -hmm. you have failed. As a logical thinker, yeah. Well, it's it, it, it it's the importance of the humanist, you know, movement, right? Like, and why sure. humanism, I think, is uh, is is something that's really important for atheists to pay attention to, right? In general, yeah. You don't have to like you don't, identify as a humanist, yeah, exactly. But like, I know that I, I my values line up very nicely with a lot of humanist values, sure. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it, it is, boy, it, our prejudices run really deep, right? Yeah. And uh, just because somebody gets good on the topic of God doesn't mean that they're going to bring the rest of their, <laughs> you know, their, 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 their brain over to the way that we see the world. Sadly, well, right? And like, here's the other because thing. that's how that's how, probably how this guy fell into this is that he already he obviously already harbored um, bad ideas about right. other people who belong to different races, right? Well, and if you th- if you claim to value human reason and uh, and you know the human mind, the the human ability to cognate, mm. as this person clearly claims to value it. Mm-hmm. You need to work past some of the bullshit inside of you, because we we're all, we all have fallacious, you know, tendencies toward fallacious thinking and mm-hmm. all that sort oh, of. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. And you, we need to work extra hard mm-hmm. to uh, to 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 think our way through that. Mm-hmm. And one of those one of those things is uh, is tribalism. Mm-hmm. Just because you happened to be born into a group, or you happened to you know belong to a group doesn't mean that that group is inherently good or better than any other group again like you have to get past your tribalism your whatever group you're a part of doesn't it shut up i don't care about your dumb group you can enjoy it but like it like you what you can't do is deny the humanity of anyone else right yeah all right uh eli wrote into us uh, dear Frank and Dan, I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago and as a fellow atheist have been enjoying it. I've also decided to make a donation. Thank you very mm. much, Eli. Nice of you. I do, however, find myself in a predicament. Mm. I agree with most everything you say on the podcast. The stories and news that you share range from ridiculous to infuriating, and you are spot on in your debunking criticism, etc. Mm. Here's my pickle. The stories and news highlight how misguided, mistaken, and potentially dangerous many of my fellow humans are. It makes me both angry and sad, and thus I find it difficult to continue listening to the podcast Oh, and any similar slash related content. Any advice? Ooh. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Lots of people. I mean, there's a, yeah, you can kind of, if you're not careful, Hearing these kinds of stories day in and day out, uh, week in and week out, can uh, can make you despair for humanity. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's why oh. we try to laugh at it, Dan. We try. That is, we try that to is find, the whole reason. Yeah, that tr- our that our show isn't serious. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, and we're trying to play up whatever ridiculous thing we can find in there that's you know okay to laugh at. Um, yeah. some of them are, are hard. Some of them we absolutely don't laugh at, but, um, on those ones, I think we, we, we tend to laugh at our reaction to the story right. rather than the story. But, um, yeah, I hear you. I don't, to be honest, like I do regular breaks from the news. Yeah. Um, and the, the there, there would have been plenty of weeks that would have gone by where I didn't pay any attention to the news because I was fed up with things. If it weren't for 
for this show. Yeah, and then it's a very, you. it's a very specific corner of the media that I know exactly where to look to find um, a few stories to talk about. But also, if you if you need to take a break from us, that's okay. I I think breaks are great. Like and and knowing what where the sources are, the the the, the places that really get under your skin. Like I don't do social media anymore, really of any kind because of the weird bubble that they create. So I have my trusted news sources that I, I, I don't feel like are feeding me just the news that some, some highly sophisticated algorithm is feeding me. Right. And when I feel like then there are a couple that I still go to like, Oh my God, Apple news. I'll, I do, I do kind of peruse the news on Apple news uh-huh. It's it's got an algorithm that like boy you better not read one story about the royal family that just happened <laughs> to pique your interest right because now that's your news feed and it's, it's like all no Meghan Markle all the time yeah it's just like I just wanted to know what that headline meant that's yeah. it I then I, yeah. I went I saw it and I'm like oh okay. Nope, you're so, fucked for life. And now it's just like I get all everything. I get all the Meghan Markle and I get oh, all the, yeah. the little princes. It's just it's just insane. But like um, you got to know where you can get it. And if it and if getting any of it right now is too much for you. Yeah, walk away for a while. Yeah, we'll it, be here when you get back. It It's like it. It's like I actually turned off Reddit for a while and that's the Mm -hmm. one where i'm like i feel like i have a lot of control over this but it has a way of also just you doom scroll right which i hate and uh and so i'm i'm really i'm always telling it don't show me stuff like this don't show me stuff like this um and then a while back i like i just was like deleted the app Uh, a few weeks later i was like you know like maybe i'm just going to put it on a different part of my phone. I'm going to put it over here. I'm not going to put it next to the news apps. I'm going to put it all the way over here. And, uh, and when I went back, I had a kind of a different approach. I felt myself doom scrolling again the other day. And so I'm kind of trying to stay away from it. And so, yeah, that's the what you do. Thing, you, you, we have to manage this stuff in this modern era. And it's, it's hard. True. It's tricky. It's true. You have to curate your, uh, yeah. your existence there. Yeah. The other thing though, for me is that I have had to make adjustments to how I think the world should work hmm. and how I, and how I think humanity, like who I think humanity is. I've had to actually make conscious adjustments to my view on things. And it's helped a lot for me just, to, just to, just to know that, okay, we are just, you know, we're basically big apes walking around with cell phones. We are not, the advanced civilization that we think we are and people are going to continue constantly to make dumb mistakes. And we have to, we have to operate within that. Mm. Like that is, that is what we are given. That is who we are. And, uh, and that's, as that's what we got. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you can, if you can come to terms with that in a healthy way, yeah. Uh, rather than letting that become, uh, your, you know, the death knell of your respect for any human, you can find goodness within that. So I, maybe we have not helped at all. I'm not sure. <laughs> or maybe we've just told a whole swath of our own listeners not to listen to our show. I don't know. No, I think uh, we are the one reasonable place. 
<laughs> well, the one true. reasonable source, the one I don't know, but but find ways to laugh. That's the main thing. Find I, th- ways I think to laugh. I, if if there was anything that we and this was actually just going back to the dawn of thank God I'm atheist. That was a conversation that we had you yeah. and you and me about that we just wanted it to no matter what the topic was on the show, right? No matter how serious that topic was, we wanted to keep sort of that lightness and yeah. that perspective that we were just talking about through the whole thing, you know. It's true. So, That's what we were going for. Yep. Whether whether we achieved it or not is another question. Um <laughs> So we, we had some folks, uh, we, we have some folks to thank. I'll start with Eli. We already said thank you, but Eli, uh, along with our thanks, you get uh, magical powers. So that's pretty good. So Eli is now a deacon. Nice. In, in the holy priesthood. So congratulations. Very uh, good. Do, do you have some folks uh, to talk about? Um, I do indeed, Dan. We have a new patron, a new deacon by the name of Nick. Um, well, so hello, Nick. Th- welcome to the priesthood. And if you'd like to join Nick or Eli, you can go to our website, thinkgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. Look, if you become a patron at, at the right level, you get more Frank and Dan content. We do <laughs> weekly That's true. Frank and Dan diary. That's that's value added right there my friend so much value added so <laughs> and as yeah, get on it yeah and as always we have our top donor to thank our lord and savior Davis. stick around there's more show coming up dan yes um yeah, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Salman Rushdie, um, noted author, noted and, author, uh, and and pisser off of yeah uh, Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini. Yeah, back in 1989. Yeah, well, he's had a fatwa uh, <laughs> issued against him uh, since that time. Fatwa. Uh, but one calling for uh, his death, right? Yeah, and it's never been rescinded. Um, he has uh, so this. This all goes back to um, the Satanic Verses, a book that he wrote that um, pissed off Muslims for its portrayal of Muhammad and a fatwa was issued. Yeah. He goes into hiding, fearing for his life. He should have, because it was terrifying. Um, Continues to write, books continue to come out. And in recent years, he's sort of stepped back out into sort of, you know, a public life. And uh, yeah. and makes public appearances and, and whatnot, which he did not do uh, before. Yeah. And he's and, been fine. And he's been and he's been fine until this incident uh, just a few weeks ago. At this point, uh, where he was on stage and uh, getting ready to speak and was stabbed in the neck, and the guy rushed up and yeah. stabbed him multiple times, yeah. like just brutal. Yeah, very serious. Um, rushed to the hospital. He's recovering, but. The issue is his his the, this perceived blasphemy right against the right. prophet and this uh, the 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 religious uh, sensitivities of the Muslim community and the fact that their widow feelings were hurt the, um, the sincerely held <laughs> widow feelings Frank yeah, I, these are these are very important widow sad 
tear-filled feelings, feelings, <laughs> and uh, and and how how that intersects with the freedom of speech, right? And right, um, and so yeah, we wanted to to give that a little. Yeah, little, there was uh, an interesting article in the in the RNS and religious hmm. religion news service uh, uh, that talked about this, and it separated the idea of right to blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, from free speech, mm. which is funny. It, it, you know, it goes on to say that this is a subset of free speech of and needs to be. Yeah. But the problem, the thing is that there are lots of countries that have blasphemy laws. Yeah. And lots of other countries that have sort of quasi blasphemy laws that aren't, you know, as aren't quite as restrictive as, say, Pakistan or whatever, but are still incredibly restrictive and are used as bludgeons. For anyone who wants to criticize religion. Mm-hmm. And it's it's entirely unacceptable. And yet politicians are so afraid of looking like they are anti-Muslim or anti-Jewish or anti-Christian that they will not condemn these uh these blasphemy laws. Mm. Now in in a you know in a rational world it would be obvious to everyone that putting someone to death for criticizing a religion is an absurd thing to do yeah uh and evil it is an evil thing to do but it's not a rational world and so a whole bunch of countries have ha- have exactly that kind of law on the books yeah well, and it, the, the consequence of that is that it does legitimize this this violence, right? right. E- even though the, the the like supposedly there's some sort of system of rule of law or whatever that this exists in that these laws exist in, so vigilantism should not uh, be taking place, supposedly, right? right? But it's funny that the places that um, have these vigilantes going after people tend to be, you know, outside of the sound rushing example, which happened in this country. Um, it, you know, like Pakistan has a, has a horrible problem with t- people just taking it into their own hands and right, going exactly. after people because they said something that hurt their little religious feelings. And it's like religion needs to figure this fucking out. Right. And religious people need to figure this out that like me saying anything as a non-believer of your God is not blasphemy against your God. Yeah. You can blaspheme against your God, but like, I don't believe in your God. It's not my, that's not my thing. Right. So, so I'm just saying something about your God. It's, but also even if someone in your religion says something bad about your God, you still don't get to like, you can kick them out of your religion. Sure. That's your, you know, it's your club. You can decide who gets to be a member and who doesn't. Yeah. But you can't kill them. Right. You can't put them in jail for something that they said. Right. For, for saying, oh, maybe your God's kind of stupid. I don't know. Like that, <laughs> which You're- literally that dumb sentence that I just said could get me thrown in jail yeah. in many countries in this world. Your God needs to figure out how to be bigger than that. Stuff you and I have said on this podcast. Oh my God, Dan. Like, 
There are places are liter- it literally killing offenses. Yeah, in so- certain countries in this world, there are places we cannot travel to because of this show, because we're on record. Yeah. Now they may they probably wouldn't know who we are, right? No, they would. Yeah, we're not on some list that I'm aware of, but like, um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I still wouldn't risk it. Yeah, it's and and also, why would I want to give my money to a country? That is that is that draconian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's, and but the, I think you're right. The the possibly the more upsetting thing is that there's no backbone in the rest of the world where they don't have these kind of laws where they pretend like they value freedom of speech mm-hmm. to condemn them. Right. There's no, there's no will. There's no, uh, like this should be sternly condemned in, in the, the most, uh, unequivocal terms. Right. By everyone. This should be an easy one. This should be, you know, maybe not QAnon, you know, the, the current alt-right, which is no longer even alt. It's just the right wing of the, of the United States politics at this point. Maybe because they want to be able to make these laws about about christianity that's that's exactly where i was gonna go yeah you you won't see an american politician get up and denounce blasphemy laws in other countries right they should though they they absolutely should but they should be this should be so fucking easy to agree on you should not have because christians are going to jail for this well that's the only way to couch it right that maybe yeah. would the, the Christian persecution because of a blasphemy law, right? Yeah, um, that that that's about it, you know. But instead, you know, as as the article in Religion News Service pointed out, at the time when Salman Rushdie was literally hiding for his life for like a decade, yeah. Even people like. President Jimmy Carter, who wasn't president at the time, but, you know, a former president of the United States, wrote an op-ed called Rushdie's book as an insult. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you, Jimmy Carter. You're allowed to insult people in this country and in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an insult. So the fuck what? Yeah. Is that op-ed worthy? Right. And, and what you should be writing about, what it, the title should be is Rushdie's book is an insult, but that's okay. Yeah. But, and, and what's not okay is for, a, you know, a leader of another country to declare that that person should be killed mm-hmm. and to provide a reward for the person who does it. Yeah. I know. So, uh, yeah, I mean... It's a topsy-turvy world, but the fact that a man who, a novelist, he's he's just a really lovely writer. Mm-hmm. He wasn't writing, you know, he he didn't even write a nonfiction book. You know what I mean? You would think this would be a nonfiction book. Right. No. This, is, this was a fiction book where, you know, some opinions were espoused by certain characters or whatever. Right. That's enough. So, well, yeah, because, you know, Allah is um, clearly a very weak, <laughs> petty, petty, you know, sad little bitch. Yeah. Of a God. Who, uh, because, I mean, there's yeah. no other explanation, right? 
Yeah. It, you it's have like a, you, a you have pathetic little God. And you have to know it, right? Yeah. You have to know on some level that your God is impotent, right? In the sense of not having power. And uh, well, possibly in the other sense, we don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to know it. There must be some part of you that, that understands that. You've got a whiny little bitch God. And uh, <laughs> wait, you're really trying to get that list. Get on. That I list. am. You know what? <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> now there's a fatwa on me. Damn it. I shouldn't. You're right. I should. I, sh- I should be more careful. That's but called yeah. self-censorship, Dan. And that's, that's the issue that is what laws or even like in this country, right? Knowing how, you know, certain groups in this world react to you saying something about their God or their prophet, they, uh, they lose their good goddamn minds and go after people violently. And then the rest of the world the rest of the world doesn't say mm-hmm. they're the only person who committed a crime here, who committed, right. who was wrong here right. was the person who did the violent right. thing. And so this, what they say is, well, I mean, you did kind of insult their God. Yeah. So maybe don't do that when, next time. Right. When it's the like, Charlie Hebdo thing happened or the, the Quran burnings up yeah. in, uh, where was that? Denmark. Right. Any Norway, of those kinds Sweden, of, somewhere up there. I don't know. Right. But like those, those are, you're, you're claiming that those are different countries. <laughs> Greater Scandinavia. Okay. That's, right. that's where it was. Yeah, no, totally. Like, like that, those, while those are wild examples and maybe you should be a little bit more prudent or whatnot, you have every right to do it. And, and, you know, people who are offended by it have every right to write an op-ed mm-hmm. and just be like, this was terrible. Yeah. Do you do not understand how much this hurts us? Mm-hmm. That's fine. And I think, if you, you know, yeah. and I do think that like our official stance in the past, like when we've talked about those, those incidents, uh, maybe not Charlie Hebdo. I don't remember exactly what our take was on that. But as far as the Quran burning, um, we have said, don't be such a dick. Right. I'm, yeah. You're clearly just trying to provoke people. Right. And, you know, there is a certain amount of needing to be prudent, but it is. But if someone isn't prudent, then they they are disrespectful. And they, then they should not have to worry about their life. No. And or violence being done against them. And that should be entirely non-controversial. Yeah. That should be the easiest call to make in the history of making calls. Yeah. But it isn't. And we should be holding our leaders accountable for that. Mm -hmm. We should be asking our leaders to unequivocally condemn any fatwa against someone. Anytime there's a call for violence against someone who just said something mean or rude about something, you know, because look, it's happening in the United States. If I, you know, if I kick a Bible across the floor in front of a bunch of Christians or whatever, they should have no recourse toward violence. No one should be okay with them getting violent with me. But they will be. And there would be some understanding as to why they did. Yeah. Yeah. People would, people would not condemn their violence. They would condemn me. Well, they might condemn their violence, but they would condemn you more. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
the condemnation of me would be in no uncertain terms, and then there'd be this like, they probably shouldn't have beat the shit out of him too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He deserved it. He had it coming. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and that it is our contention is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right. We did it. We did it. We figured it out. All right. Well, if you would like to uh, blaspheme someone, please feel free to write into us or talk about uh, any of the topics we've discussed. Please write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, you can do so by going to thinkgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Thanks so much to the Bread Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank you to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.